Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. And do not forget to follow me on the Twitters and the Gram. The Gram, as the kids say. <clears throat> Excuse me. RMK Madness. At RMK Madness. Follow, like all my stuff, subscribe to, you know, do all the stuffs. Do all the stuffs. I hope everyone's week was well. Mine, not too bad. Not too bad. I had that second dentist appointment. This one was a little rougher. I'm not sure why. I'm pretty sure, just based on what uh, the last appointment was like, I'm pretty sure this time they didn't put quite as much of the numbing gel on before they got to the poking and drilling. So things, it's, it's a little bit sore in there than it was last week. <sighs> Dentist. Psycho Stick. R- root of all evil. Check it out. Good song. Good tune. Good tune. Had some issues with the writing topics for Player Profiler. Dealing with this. And apparently we have this sheet where all the writers get on and put their topics. And apparently, apparently... Mine were not showing, because while on my end, it said that I had entered in the information, for everybody else, my shit was still blank. But I got that figured out. It's just unfortunate, because I had a couple of articles written that could have been used, and they kind of had to been, well, one was transformed into something else and was still used. The other one is kind of fucked, <laughs> to be honest. To be perfectly honest. But I did, I did have some fun stuff, but the fam and I, we washed my car. That was kind of fun. Kids getting all soapy trying to wash the car. They can't reach that high, obviously. <laughs> so there was a lot of helping with the washing of the car. By my wife, really. I just stood there with the hose. But she told me to. She told me, The water hose. Not like hose hose. But she told me to. You just be the sprayer. Okay. I got this. But that was fun. Getting the car clean. And then I realized very spotty afterwards because we we didn't do it very professional, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So we might get some stuff, you know, some actual car washing supplies since the kids seem to enjoy it. And for me, holy shit, it has been just fucking more hockey and hockey and just hockey has been great. I'm sorry. Fucking hockey has been great. I just can't. Five overtime games. They basically, these motherfuckers, there's the Blue Blue Jackets and the Lightning. Game one of their series. Because now we're at the point in the Stanley Cup play where, well, in the return to play with hockey that... We're past the qualifying round, the round-robin part. Now we're into the actual Stanley Cup playoffs, as is normal in any other year. So that's where we're at now. And first-round matchup, the number two, Lightning, the number seven, or whatever they were in the qualifying. Blue Jackets, I think they were nine. (laughs) Beat beat the Maple Leafs? Yeah, eight and nine. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, these guys... Fucking, these teams tied at two at the end of the third period. First overtime, nothing. Second overtime, third overtime. You could see 
these dudes were running out of steam, man. Hockey's getting a little sloppy. It's getting harder and harder to even get close to scoring because, man, these dudes have got to just be spent five fucking overtimes in the fifth overtime. They basically played two and a half games in one setting. (laughs) That's insane. But it was fun to watch. I love the NHL's response, too. Sorry, we hope you didn't have any plans today. Yeah, not really. It was great. So hockey's been good. Continue to watch hockey into the weekend. Stanley Cup playoffs, one of the best things in the sports world. Fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. Also got into some Blake Jarwin chatter on Twitter. I must admit, I'm a little higher on him now after the convo. Some guys on Twitter talking about Jarwin. I was just curious about uh, why everybody was so high. I mean, they had C.D. Lamb, and I understand they had a bunch of vacated targets. I wrote an article. I mentioned Blake Jarwin. But, but, are we sure? I guess my point was that around that spot in the draft, there's a handful of guys that I, I like a little better, a little more opportunity, maybe a little more talent, whatever the situation may be. So I wasn't necessarily saying anything bad against Jarwin. It was more... Some other guys I liked that... I, like, I don't understand. There's not enough people high on Irv Smith. Like, I know. Justin Jefferson is fucking awesome. And I expect him to make an impact this year. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are worried about all the rookie stuff. I don't know if that's good because, and I'll say it again, I wrote about this in my one COVID-19-based article, that with the way the salary cap is, how much money they're losing next year, I mean, fuck. (laughs) They're going to want to save some money, and if they can use these rookies as opposed to veterans, they're going to. And I really do feel like the first month of football, which is already the worst month of football just because teams are getting into it and stuff, that's going to be 10 times worse this year because of no preseason, and I could I could just see coaches using that as a means to get some rookies some playing time and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the point. But, you know, I like, I like Justin Jefferson a lot. And he'll be productive. He'll step in and be good. But I do think people are severely underestimating the potential of Irv Smith and hell that he could beat the second leading pass catcher on the team. That's not impossible. So I'm sorry, for that, for that, to me, that's better than, you know, obviously would have to come true. <laughs> but if Irv Smith hits like that, that's a higher ceiling than, when, than what Jarwin is providing. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to all be interesting. This entire year will be fun. And again, I'm a little higher on Jarwin than I was after the conversation. But I still maintain that there's other guys I like there. Because I just feel that... And that's part of me. Part of that is my strategy. I'm very, very, very often shooting for the most of the upside. So while I like guys like like a Blake Jarwin, to me, it's just not as appealing for my teams personally because I'm shooting for much more upside. I'm shooting for the next Travis Kelsey, the next George Kittle. And in my opinion, that will not be Blake Jarwin. But Irv Smith, maybe. Mike Gusecki, 
Maybe. Actually, I think Gusecki was going a little bit ahead of that. Bad name to put in there. But there are some other names. Right. So, but tight end, it's in it's such a crazy position anyway, right? So we'll have, we'll have to see how this plays out. But I, I do think people made some very good arguments in that conversation, and I do like Jarwin a little better. But uh, still, still, I maintain the basis of my argument. And we move on. NFL news. We got some NFL news. Speaking of tight ends, <laughs> George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, they getting paid. Oh, they getting paid. I think uh, Kelsey's getting six years. Kittle, five. Kittle's getting like, George Kittle's getting like 15 million a year. That's not bad. Not bad. You, you know, and he deserves it. He's a weapon. And if you own George Kittle, this has got to make you feel good because they're paying him a lot. You know they're going to just continue to feed his ass. Not that they wouldn't anyway, but you know now. They pay him that dude good money. Le'Veon Bell came out and said, hey, I still got it in me. This is going to be one of my best years yet. He kind of said something similar last year, <laughs> but I kind of believe him a little bit more this year because all around, the Jets' offense is going to be better. Brashad Perriman will help Sam Darnold. Denzel Mims will help Sam Darnold. The improved O-line will help Sam Darnold. Chris Herndon coming back will help Sam Darnold. The more of a threat Sam Darnold is, the better the O-line is, the more room and ability Le'Veon Bell will have to run. I'm just saying. I like him a little better this year. Not someone I'm necessarily targeting in Dynasty with the age and all of that, but redraft? Guillotine League? Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky, that Le'Veon Bell. Just saying. But perhaps the biggest football news of the week is what's going on with college football. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, some others, they're postponing, essentially canceling the fall season. They're going to try again in the spring. But you've still got the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 moving forward uh, for now. And you notice what area of the country... <laughs> I just, uh, you know, people want their college fucking football, I guess. It's it, We'll see. Because I do think a lot, the, the conferences that are canceling are really looking at more than anything at a legal standpoint, like how much trouble could we get in? And if they can get in enough trouble because of this, because of someone getting sick or like, they probably looked into everything like, what if one of our student athletes dies because of COVID? Like, how much trouble? <laughs> they probably looked into waivers. So I wouldn't be surprised if more schools followed, but I also wouldn't be surprised if these particular schools do push to continue to play. And if they do try. Just based on several factors. <laughs> Money, origin of the country, they're, you know, part of the country, all that stuff. So we'll see. We shall see what happens with college football. But get ready. Get ready. We're gonna, Regardless now, we're going to have a crazy NFL draft next year. And, you know, there's a little debate going on. Could this mean you want to get rid of those picks? Or you want to get as many as you can so you have as many lottery tickets as possible? Because we are going to be missing stuff like game film and things like that. Which is fine with me. Because 
If we have the workout metrics, that tells us so much. And for those that would go in the draft, they're going to have some tape. They're going to have some, you know, college, uh, some sort of college resume to be able to look at. Gosh, it's going to be crazy. This is all crazy. It's, it's all crazy. It's all crazy. But I tell you what, we'll see how it all plays out. I know hockey's been playing out great. <laughs> the NBA will get there. Playoffs start Monday. So we got a few days. And hey, race for the eighth seed. Kind of fun. So hey, NBA's getting there. <laughs> but again, these are in the bubble. Baseball's still chugging along, but we'll see. We'll see. Some teams are playing guys that you never would have heard of. <laughs> so I hear. I, I just can't. I, I can't do the base. When it first came out that first week it was out, I watched a tad. Just because it was the first sport. That I, it was the first thing back on. Like, because I can't do racing. <laughs> but now, basketball, fucking hockey, I don't care. I don't care about baseball. Not even a little bit. When it gets to the playoffs, if they're still, if they make it that far, I'll probably pay attention because I do like what used to be October. <laughs> well, it, it, shit, it's still going to be October, isn't it? They just cut the season, a bunch of the season out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that time of year in baseball. But other than that, anyway, I, I digress. I digress. <sighs> All right. So, take a quick breather. We're going to come back and get into uh, the madness and, and our last division to break down. Yes, it's quite sad that we're coming to the end of that. The NFC West, baby. So we'll take a quick break and be right to take care of that. What the fuck? Welcome to the madness. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, the meat of the show, the meat and potatoes of the show, of the pod, Getting into the main topic, if you know what I mean. If you know what I'm saying. If you're catching what I'm throwing. <sighs> I'm going to once again say I need more sleep. I really do. I, do. I really think I do. Anyway, so we're getting into the NFC West. The end of our divisional breakdown. Now, this is one of the crazier divisions in the league, if you ask me. Because, uh, you know, every. Every team really does have some potential, right? To go far. A couple in particular. But there's one former Super Bowl champion team. Well, I should say one former Super Bowl team. Not Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. Former Super Bowl champion team. Well, there's both. (laughs) And an up-and-coming team. So we got some good stuff in the NFC West. And we begin with the Arizona Cardinals. Don't sleep on Kyler. I see some people on the Twitters. Not into the Kyler. They're crazy. Not only is this a great offense, and a great offense for him, but he has all these weapons. He has the rushing ability that we speak of, that mobility factor, that that scrambling ability. So he has everything we want, plus the surrounding cast. What am I fucking missing? People are still down on his height or something? I don't, I, I don't fucking get it. Kyler Murray is going to fucking kill it this year. Book it. That's all there is to it. All there is to it. 
DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, is a little overvalued. He's going so high in the draft, people. And you have to understand, last year in Houston, he was Watson's main guy and finished not in the top five. No. Yes, in the top, he was still a wide receiver one, but in the lower end. It's great that he's going to Arizona. For him, that's great. Football-wise, that's great. For fantasy, it's not even bad. It's just (laughs) you have to take into consideration that the Arizona Cardinals are going to spread the ball around. This isn't the same kind of situation. And yes, they could have potentially a more high-flying offense, a more productive offense, but you must understand. He was the man in Houston. He left behind a shit ton of targets. And I just don't see him getting that same... that Well, Kyler Murray did come out and say he's, he would like to have multiple 3,000-yard receivers. No reason I can't have multiple 1,000-yard receivers. I bet, You know what? There isn't no reason, but I, I'm not saying... He's going to do it. Could he? Maybe. Maybe. Will he? I don't know. That would be fun. And he certainly could. And, But that's my point. If he's looking at getting everybody involved, he's not going to be targeting Watson. I'm sorry. Hopkins. This. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not start with that. He's targeting Hopkins the same way that Watson was targeting. It's just not going to happen. So I like Christian Kirk. People seem to be a little more down on him. And then, you know, Larry Fitz is going to take that number three spot. First crack at the number four because, well, Kyler Murray in that Arizona offense, they're going to run more four wide receiver sets. So Isabella, he's going to get the first crack likely, but don't forget about Keyshawn Johnson. Please don't. Talented dude. dude. Just keep your eyes on him. Because he may take that number four. And the number four may not be. That's where you may not matter. But hey, you never know what happens with Fitz. He's still, and I know, he's been like a robot just continuing to go. Like Frank Gore. The Frank Gore wide receiver. But at some point, he's going to go down a little bit. And that could be where that number four guy maybe takes over the number three role and Larry Fitz steps back a little. Could that be this year? Maybe. Could be 2021. We'll see. Kenyon Drake, I also feel is a little overvalued just because, like, yeah, he was great when he got to Arizona, but where was he before that? I understand the whole Miami argument, but he has really done hardly anything. And it's the same kind of thing with Devontae Parker. Like, I love that he broke out. He's got so much talent, but it's it's like, man, we need to see... Personally, I need to see more because there was a lot of you not doing shit. So I've got my eyes on Chase Edmonds and Nino Benjamin because I think there's a possibility. Not only are they going to have a role, but that they could potentially end up getting some starts at some point this year, whether a Drake injury or he underperforms or whatever. At tight end, it looks like Max Williams will get the start, and he's one I always liked. But, dealt with some injuries in Baltimore, was never really quite able to take off, and I would like to see 
him maintain. But behind him is Dan Arnold, and that's who I've got my eyes on because a very good possibility he works his way into that tight end one spot. In this offense, I don't know how much exactly that'll mean, but you always want to keep an eye out for starting tight ends, particularly coming up, up and coming, (laughs) up and coming, coming up, starting tight ends like a Dan Arnold. So just something to keep in mind, something to keep in mind. Next, we have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Jared Goff is kind of meh. But he's so cheap. (laughs) He's so damn cheap. I mean, it can't be that. He's not going to get replaced, at least this year. Is there a point in time in the next couple of years that McVeigh and the Rams may look at getting a different quarterback, sure. But that's not this year. And so I'm not as big on golf for, say, Dynasty Superflex. Redraft is a different story. Now, for the running back room of the Rams, it's kind of a mess, right? Potential for all four backs to get work. And yes, there's four. Because aside from rookie Cam Akers, and Daryl Henderson, last year's rookie. And then you have, of course, Malcolm Brown. And then you have the lone forgotten man, a rookie from a few years ago, John Calais, who's also got some talent in him. Now, McVeigh's talking like, this is going to be a committee, All the guys, they like all the guys, all the guys are going to get them work. You hate hearing this. Same thing in Baltimore, San Francisco, who we'll get to. <laughs> But the thing is, cream usually rises to the top. I believe in Cam Akers. Personally, I haven't given up on Daryl Henderson. And so for me, Malcolm Brown is an average talent at best. John Kelly's better, but he's not done nothing in the few years he's been there, and they've kept drafting backs. So for me... I see a very good possibility of this becoming a one-two punch with Akers and Henderson. Just keep an eye on it. At wide receiver, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods lead the way. Great plays, of course. Josh Reynolds is getting the first crack. I got to quit saying that. I said that about Isabel. (laughs) At the wide receiver three job. But there's a couple of uh, rookies there. Josh Reynolds has been solid. I don't dislike him. But... They did draft Van Jefferson. They also signed and drafted free agent Tristan Jackson, who actually, I believe, is a better player than Van Jefferson and could potentially work his way into that number three role. So I definitely say, and you can get, even, even in a lot of dynasty leagues right now, you can get Tristan Jackson on the waiver wire. Just go grab him and stash him. There is a possibility, and I think a good one, that we see him make some plays for the Rams this year. At tight end, I do believe Tyler Higby is overhyped. And a lot of it has to do with Gerald Everett was on the verge of breaking out. He was having some games and really becoming a part of that offense before he got hurt last year. And then Tyler Higby took over his role and, you know, he had some games and, and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not saying... I dislike Tyler Higby. He's not terrible. 
but his ADP, in my opinion, is atrocious. <laughs> because Gerald Everett is likely to be just as productive, probably more. And I know people might argue that, but you have to look at when they were both on the field. It was Everett, not Higby, getting the majority of the work. So that's all, that's, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> and we move on. We move on to the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. Jimmy G, I do think he'll have a solid year. I, I, you got to remember. 2019, I know there was some stuff, questionable stuff with him, and in the playoffs they really tried to take it out of his hands. And I, I do think it's you got you have to consider that it was his, really his first full year as a starter last year. You know, he didn't start a full season in New England. He had the injury early, like I think we got you got to give him a little more time. He played, he played well. So I think he's going to be a little bit better this year. People might be a little bit down on him. The running back group is another one that's kind of messy because they're going to ride the hot hand. And, you know, you got Mostert there, Coleman, and I do believe McKinnon's basically taking Breida's spot, and all those guys had some production the last couple of years. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, you avoid Raheem Mostert probably. <laughs> and I love the mustard man. I was touting him last year, but now it's this year, and he's going a little too high in drafts. Meanwhile, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, you can get much later, and I think that's worth the play, right? Because as we've seen in this backfield so far, it's not usually the guy you think it's going to be for the San Francisco 49ers. <clears throat> Just saying. I've also got my eyes on Jermichael Hasty. The undrafted rook, you got to check him out. Is he undrafted? I'm pretty sure he was. Maybe? Maybe not. <laughs> I could be, I could look it up. But I'm just going to move on. <laughs> Debo Samuel is likely to begin on the pup list this year. So, Brandon Ayuk, the rook, I think he'll get some action right away. He'll produce right away. But I also think you got to look at Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor. Because... These are two players that have been drafted within this regime that they seem to like. And either one of them could step in. And, you know, that could be interesting once Debo comes back. Although I don't think he... Because once Debo comes back, it's him and Ayuk, right? It's the Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel show. But until then, you got, you know, Dante Pettis fade him. You got some of these other guys, you know, Richie James, Kendrick Bourne. But I really do feel like Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd are going to be right there with Ayuk at the beginning of the year until De whenever Debo comes back. So those are the guys I'm interested in at the wide receiver position. And then, again, Kittle got paid. He's going to fucking eat. That's all there really is to say about that, right? <laughs> That's all there is to say about that. Moving on to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, top five QB this year, man. Lockett and Metcalf are going to smash. Now, there's a question about a wide receiver three. Could we see Antonio Brown in a Seahawks uniform at some point? We might. And in that case, it would bring Lockett and Metcalf down a little bit. But who's the wide receiver for right now? 
David Moore, Philip Dorsett, those are the guys Moore's been there. And despite Moore being there, they still signed Philip Dorsett. So I am kind of a little interested in what Dorsett's going to do. But it might not matter, because we know the Seahawks are run-heavy. They try and use a, their defense to help win games. And they have Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. And they're going to be able to use them a lot, at least to start. <laughs> because I, I can't imagine. I, Hyde has not been great. And sure, he wasn't bad last year in, in Houston. But I believe that's totally based on that situation, the circumstance he was in. Chris Carson, well, his flaws are well, you know, well known, and hide the insurance policy. I just that Rashad Penny begins on the PUP list, the pup list, and I do believe he'll come back at some point and be able to make noise. But until then, Travis Homer is the guy I've been drafting because he's a replica of Matt Breida. Unlike Matt Breida, he was actually drafted. And even though the Seahawks drafted DJ Dallas, DJ Dallas doesn't quite have what Travis Homer has. I just think if you look at the profiles, Travis Homer, he's been there. Because one thing where I do think you can start getting into where a lack of offseason might affect some of these players is when you do start getting into later round picks and undrafted free agents because they don't have the same talent profile as the higher picks. A lot of them may not even come from the same level of school as the high, higher round picks. So even in a normal year, things could be a little harder, you know, to adjust to. So that you do have to take some of that into consideration, but some of these guys are going to be good enough that it won't matter. Right? But I don't think DJ Dallas is one of those. Was my point. And I do think Travis Homer has a tremendous opportunity ahead of him in 2020. For the tight ends, I think it's really complicated for the Seahawks. Because they signed Greg Olson. I mean, because really, I, I, I liked Disley and Hollister. But now you add Greg Olson, so you know he's going to get his targets, and he's likely to take away from, you know, whatever potential wide receiver three might be there. So we'll see how it goes. But Russell Wilson said he wanted more weapons, and the Seahawks are trying to grant him that wish, I guess, by bringing him old-ass Greg Olson and potentially getting him uh, the dumpster fire that is Antonio Brown. (laughs) So that's what I got for you. That is my... Divisional breakdown of the NFC West, and that is the end of the divisional breakdowns, which is nice because I'll be nice. It'll be nice to get away from it, but it, it it also it also was so easy, easy content. <laughs> it really was, you know. You just look at the teams, speak your thoughts. It's so much easier than having to come up. It, it was just not okay. Let me rephrase that. It's not that the ta- the content was much easier. It's that I didn't have to think of a topic. That's really what it is. (laughs) I didn't have to think of something to base the madness on, to have a, you know, a main general topic. I didn't have to do that for the past however many weeks, eight weeks. I No, four weeks, four weeks. (laughs) Because I've had the divisional breakdown. And it's already set up. But now, now, going to have to come with some fire on Monday. Brand new topic. We'll see how it goes. 
Anyway, we're going to take another breather. Breather, and I, at least I made it most of the pod without twisting my tongue too much. I'm doing pretty good. A little bit good. A little bit better. A little bit better. Yeah. I probably need a little bit more sleep to make it a little bit even more better. <sighs> no! Yes. Yes. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and close up shop. Game over, man. Game over. Well, it's certainly game over for the divisional breakdown. I'm still mourning that. A little bit. (laughs) I have to think of topics. I'm so tired of creating topics. It's hard, man. Like, there's only so much stuff you could talk about in fantasy football, and half the time you're like, oh, this would be a good idea, and someone else is already talking about it, or has talked about it, or will talk about it. Oh, my goodness. What am I talking about? It's great. It's easy. This is, I mean, it's some work. But man, it's better than some of the shit I've had to do in the past. You know what I mean? (sighs) Okay, people. Make sure. I'm serious. Make sure. Watch some fucking hockey this weekend. Okay? Because it's been amazing. And prepare yourself for the NBA playoffs. Because they're finally coming. Now that they're getting all the, the last few games of the season so they can, they can get all the seating in order and all of that, we're going to have some NBA playoffs come Monday. That's right. I'm excited for it. But I'm much more excited to just continue and watch a hockey because it's fantastic. It's, fan, it's so fantastic. That's right. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great Great, great weekend. Get out, get some sun. Don't forget to wear your mask, social distance, all that good stuff. If you're doing any drafts, good luck there. As always, don't forget to follow me on the Twitters and the Instagram at RMK Madness. Don't worry, I know I'm forgetting about the Patreon stuff. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Just take longer than I thought. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. And as always, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. We will chat again soon. And as always, until then, much love to you all. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters.